Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Web Marketing Insights podcast from Gulo. Uh, I've got Zach Wilson, uh, myself, Chris Bonney uh, today with you. Uh, Zach, really excited to talk about what we have on deck today, which is from Search Engine Land, the periodic table of SEO factors. Uh, we'll go ahead and throw that up on the screen right now so everyone can see what we're talking about. We'll give a link to it later in the podcast. But just give me your initial reaction to this, uh, Zach. What did you think about it when you saw it? What were the things that you thought, hey, we should share this on the podcast today? Well, this is the first time I've actually seen this uh, from my standpoint. And I thought it was uh, I thought it was really interesting how they broke down all of these factors and all of these elements and gave the different rating rankings. They had a, the scale was a uh, uh, three to, I believe negative, negative, th negative two, negative mm -hmm. three, yeah. three to negative three. And um, I, in terms of these factors, just to illustrate how they feel about different SEO factors that we all talk about the, a couple of high, high level examples uh, are, are that we're going to talk about a little bit here today are quality, speed, authority, backlinks, uh, yeah. emerging markets. Those are, uh, those are a couple of the, the outliers that, that we wanted to talk about. Yeah, no, agreed. Uh, so if we just uh, put it on the screen here one more time for folks to look at and um, yeah, I think I agree with you 100%. It's, it's taking what we know, some of what might be new to folks, and just putting it into a format that is fresh and different and new and, and really sort of helps um, it resonate with folks as to what the priority levels are of some of this stuff. That's what I really liked about it. Like you said, that rating system um, up to three. And let's just jump right in on, on the first one here, which is quality. Uh, there's a there's a area a column of these elements and the top one highest rated one is quality and we know that in the end um we can skip all the other stuff about seo right if it's not quality um then we don't have much to begin with so what are some of the things that you think you know are factors in the quality of something how does somebody know if something is 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 a quality blog post, for example, or not, and is SEO friendly? Yeah, well, I think the the biggest thing to keep in perspective here is speaking to your audience, right? Like we're, if we're talking about cleaning supplies and our site's about cleaning supplies, we need to talk and write and deliver content that's in the vein and category of cleaning supplies and you can't get too off into the weeds. So there's, there's, there's a, 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 an element of quality, which is, uh, you know, providing the user that sort of answer and answering their intent when they're looking for something. If we're, you know, our whole site is about cleaning products and cleaning goods, then the, 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 the quality of the content that we're delivering and the intersection of the content needs to be in, in that category. And that's, that's, that's the, that's the low hanging, that's the low hanging fruit. Sure. You don't want to, you don't want to spread yourself too thin. And we see this a lot in people trying to, um, and trying to, trying to, trying to get too much, uh, go after too many keywords, right? So, 
you're instead of staying in your lane on uh cleaning products you'll get you'll get off you'll get off into uh different things that might not be within your lane and that's and that and that's part of the quality metric and the number now i think the, the second best thing the second most important thing is you know trying to trying to answer a question or trying to make sure that you're you're responding to uh, uh, solving a problem, right? And that's sort of answering a question. But what is that? Yeah. What is that problem that you're trying to solve? What is that question you're trying to answer? Is the what's the what's the user intent that you're trying to respond to? Is it answering a question? Is it uh, some sort of awareness component? Is it um, is it just is it just is it just factual of of some sort? So there's there's those elements that play into quality. And I think there's this, this got getting off into the weeds just a little bit, but sure. you're, you're the writer. I want to bring this back to you. Um, after I mentioned the, the part of quality that's, that's user experience. They, this is, this was a, an outlier. Um, I think in a surprise one that a lot of people talk about, but they, they, they put this as a, as a, as a plus two. So it's the second most important thing. And so what's the, what's the intersection of, of content quality and user experience. And we talk, we talk about, Mm -hmm. I mean, we do a lot of writing, we talk about these things and how, how the, the user experience for delivering, especially uh, editorial content, you know, plays into that. And I mean, you write, you do a ton of writing for us. What are the things that um, you focus on from a quality perspective and from a, uh, a user experience perspective and trying to get people to parse yeah. out, you know, important data from, you know, a, a thousand word. Blog, yeah. Well, blog I think, post. yeah, yeah, no. Right. And I think um, there's a couple elements to it. I think there's some nuts and bolts pieces that are worth talking about. It doesn't necessarily mean this leads to something that is quality, but without these nuts and bolts, then the quality just can't be there. And that is, one, like you just referenced, length of post. So we know that posts now, the average of the most highly ranked posts are somewhere around 1,200 words. And that may sound daunting to folks and they might not be in that world right now, uh, but that's a world you need to get into. Secondly, using imagery and multimedia within your post um, that's relevant. Uh, Those are signals for high ranking as well. In fact, the more images you tend to put in a post and the longer the post, uh, generally speaking here, it's seeming that those are ranking higher as well. Now, there's another factor that's completely on the rise with bloggers, and that is the time spent writing a post. So sure, you've got all the words. Sure, you've got the relevant imagery. But how do you know that you've done a good job? If you're writing 1,200 words in 45 minutes and posting it, I'm going to say that's a rough draft, (laughs) right? What we found is the top bloggers that are ranking the highest spend upwards of six hours on average per post. If you're posting once a week, that's pretty significant and that's a lot of your time. doesn't mean everybody has to spend six hours, but for anyone that goes to the Gulo website and looks at uh, our voice search SEO blog post, that took more than six hours, probably double that and double, triple that maybe to put together because it was a pillar 
piece of content for us. So if you're throwing things together, it's not going to be where it needs to be. And then the other piece is this, the audience for which you're writing to, you need to know, and also not to get too flowery in your language. You want to keep it very simple, short sentences, easy words. Um, if you get too jargony and too many clauses in your sentences, that tends to diminish where you're going and also just not bring the best quality content to the most people um, just from a delivery of message goes. So those are a couple of things that I would just throw out right off the bat to say, if you're not doing those things, then you're not even going to get close to meeting the quality threshold. So when you do this, you're talking about time and quality and all of the components of that. Does does that include research? They they put research. Uh, research was was another one we right didn't up. mention at the yeah. onset. I mean, that's that's just Huge. an important quality. You got to write. I mean, what you, you I say half the time I spent. If I spent 15 hours uh, on it, let's just say it might have been more, but I would say half that time was research. To be honest, yeah, really yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got to get your get your uh, get your original content, and and you can't. It's hard to do original content and qu original quality content without doing some research, uh, yeah. for sure. And again, that's 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 a that 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 scored a three as well. So um, the other thing that we wanted to segue and talk about here was the 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 element of authority and yes. backlinks and, yes. and the, 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 the one separating those two out um, to the, I, I think the score of backlinks, which, which that was, um, was the lowest, uh, the lowest positive score that you could get, which was a one. Um, and, and authority was, was a three. And this, 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 this is, we all know is, is a really, is a really important one, uh, yeah. which includes uh, coveted links, shares, and, and sort of other signals. Um, so what are you, I mean, what, what are your, what, how did, what were your original thoughts when you saw that? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, yeah, I can tell you what I thought and I'd love to hear what you what you think about the duality of those two things. But for me, what always stands out and, you know, especially, uh, you know, we work with small to mid-sized businesses and associations and uh, nonprofits, right? So when you're talking about um, a association, for example, um, they may not think they have a lot of competition. They may not even think SEO is important. But the many, because you know they're not uh, looking for people to find them online and join necessarily. Not all of them. So, but the word that tends to resonate with associations is authority because it's not about using search engine optimization to get people to go to your event or to sign up and be a member. It's about making sure when your members go online and they do to help themselves in their job. Let's just keep it simple as an example. And they're looking for assistance or information about their industry. If your website as an association comes up because you've optimized SEO around key topics, then you're showing authority, okay? So take aside the, what authority means with SEO and just say, what does authority mean for you as an organization? Don't you want to position yourself as an authority? So that's what I, I think really resonates and what comes to my mind just when I hear that word. But let's take that just a little bit deeper. What, how do you think, I mean, we know backlinks and it's debatable as to 
I don't know if it's debatable, but it's, it's, it's a, it's a debate that people have about how relevant it is um, and how important it is. But when you see them matching these two up, one as authority that mentions links and then one as backlinks is just a, a mechanism. I mean, what are some of your thoughts about that? Yeah, well, in your quest to promote, in, in, in one's quest to promote one's content, uh, you, you, you can't do that without some sort of backlink, right? Yeah. You know, the, the only way that we're going to get any recognition for the things that we put out there, recognition is not the right word, but any readers or eyeballs on the things out there is disseminating that information through different channels. Obviously, we've got social email and then the 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 other one is is their organic and then the 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 last one is which organic plays into a role or plays into a role in organic is um the the web or the graph the backlink graph right so yeah that's how people are going to find us and that's how we're going to build um up our own authority, but you know, that, that quest to find that is challenging because, you know, we're not all going to get, nor is it relevant for us all to get backlinked from, you know, puff post or something like that. So we've got it. Right. Yeah. Ink.com and things like that. So, you know, we've got it. We, we do have to find, you know, synergistic, mechanisms to promote our related content. And so there's, there's the backlinks and there's a combination of authority, but where does authority sort of come into play with all this? And, you know, what is considered an authoritative site? That's, that's the sort of, that's the million dollar question. We've got these, you know, we've got these metrics out there with domain authority and um, you know, the Google authority and things like that. And what, what does that actually mean? Sure. So, you know, it, 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 the, I think the, the, the takeaway there is, is really, you know, make sure if you're doing, if you back, backlinking is part of your strategy and trying to find opportunities to promote your content or disseminate your content, just use common sense, you know, look yeah. for, look for people that have, uh, that are, that are within your industry or related industries um, that you're going to be, uh, you're going to be able to do some sort of, uh, promotional, uh, exchange with, or something like that. One, you know, one great way is to try and what you've actually done this too, is, is, is promoting your content and trying to get your content, um, disseminated through different, uh, different, uh, channels such in, in, in and, and have yourself quoted or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, things, things like that are, are great, yeah. uh, are great, great little tactics to do that. So. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And I mean, I think one thing, just a, another, just a little a tip here is what we have found and I'm sure it's uh, similar in many industries. There are journalists out there that are always needing the next idea and always needing some fresh insight into an article. And they would go to Twitter for that. It's just plain and simple. So if you make a point to stay in front of 
find the hashtag for your industry, find the key journalists in your industry. And maybe you don't want to go for the big names. Maybe you can take it down a tier or two that might mention you on a blog post as opposed to the New York Times. But that's huge because they want to either talk to you or they may even just link to your article as a reference within a bigger article because you've prompted them for an idea. So, yeah, I mean, I think think Twitter – and LinkedIn is, is another option too, but I, I really found that Twitter can be a place where people pick you up and, and you can really get some traction around that. So that's something. We're, hey, and- we're, we're content cannibals these days and, and, yeah. and so are the editors that are responsible for these, these sites. You know, we're always looking for good ideas and good things to bring to our own yeah. our own sites and our own um, promote ourselves. So it's people are more willing. I think the takeaway there is people are more willing than you think. No, agreed a hundred percent. Hey, so as we uh, progress here and, and, and think about uh, the last thing we want to talk about from this um, periodic table of SEO factors from search engine land um, is the what they call emerging verticals, which implies these are things we're going to need to be thinking about uh, more than we do now. That's how I'm reading this. However, what's interesting is local search is part of the emerging. And, you know, we know that's been around. It's evolving, though. But can you just, I mean, just give, you know, a couple quick pointers when it comes to local search, what people should be thinking about, what's the absolute bare minimum they should do locally for SEO? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And I think the, yeah, the, the, I think the takeaway there was uh, kind of a surprise that that was emerging, right? I mean, that was yeah. kind of our, both, both yeah. of our, our responses. Yeah. I would say, you know, voice absolutely emerging video, um, emerging in the sense that there's signals that people are saying, you know, be, there are signals that uh, Google or Google's putting out that they're um, pro- giving emphasis to people with, as you mentioned earlier, with more mixed media in their in their content, yeah. videos, writing, yeah. images, etc. So, and images is part of that. So, but but local yeah. was kind of like, how does that fit into this? puzzle and um i don't know what they were thinking but my thought on it was particularly with uh with regard to um just the inflection that we've seen with um the near me searches uh right um and uh and different things and different things like that and i think the the real thing the 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 real the real thing to think about is like from a local perspective is and how it pertains to your business or your services. Yeah. You know, where, what is your locality? Is your locality earth? Is it Asia? Is it North America? Is it, is it Illinois? Is it Chicago? You know, what, what is your, what is your actual locality? And, 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 and if it is, let's just drill down to us, Chicago, for example, um, you know, uh, age, digital agency near me, uh, web, yep. web design near me, uh, you know, how can you, how can you, how can you appear in those local packs and Google map searches and things like that and having, making sure you know, you're either your internal, uh, SEO person or your agency is dialed into those 
things and that you have strategies in place uh, and keywords in place to make sure that you're aligned. And one of the, one of the um, tangential uh, elements of that, of course, uh, yeah. is having schema, uh, making sure oh, your yeah. schema is in place mm -hmm. uh, for that. Um, they have, uh, that's a local, local schema is really important for that. Having um, uh, my business listings, and this is something that people don't, not everybody agrees with, but again, you gotta, you gotta look at your data, look at your customers and who are identify who your who your customers are. Google yeah. My Business is obvious the obvious one. We have interestingly enough, we have a, a couple customers that get a, a, a disproportionately high uh, amount of search from Bing. So mm -hmm. we put uh, we put a lot of emphasis for those customers on um, on on Bing one and two uh, into Bing local. Um, and make okay. sure that they're they're appearing for those local searches because sure. that's again yeah. that's just that's just what the data shows and where their customers are coming from. So we don't we don't want to just show the sort of be naive and 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 believe that Google is a hundred percent of the search ecosystem. It's it's not damn high, yeah. but <laughs> it's not a hundred percent. So sure. there are other people out there and we have to identify, uh, know who our customers are. So, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, there well, was no, one great one. Uh, well, we can put a screenshot up for this too. One interesting, uh, I, I saw this recently, uh, in, I was at my, uh, in-laws in Ohio and uh, searching for Home Depot, this was just kind of a, the importance of uh, the importance of local search. And I've we have, we'll put up a screenshot for this and showing searching for Home Depot. And I could not find a Home Depot. You're like, how is there not a Home Depot in Southern Ohio? Well, as you can see in the screenshot, somebody had changed uh, on the Home Depot local team. They changed the Home Depot. Uh, Google Maps titles to list cabinets, furniture, and um, something else. I don't remember what it was, wow. but it was like when you looked at Google Maps, you're just like, nothing. Where? Where's Google? Yeah. Go there was all these dots, and it wasn't registering in my head that it was like Home Depot. But they had they had mm. essentially changed their their. It wasn't exactly their meta description, but put their meta description in their title tag. Yeah, the title yeah. tag and the meta description and visually because we're so attuned to mm -hmm. how the map bubbles appear it, you you couldn't you couldn't you couldn't tell any you couldn't tell anything and it actually it, it we post this was a while ago it was like 3 weeks ago and had a conversation on Twitter about it and it it kind of uh um for me it kind of blew up and it was really interesting conversation about uh just i mean these these people people are testing different things and trying different yeah. things and visually it was just it's just a disaster Not, because you couldn't yeah. find <laughs> you couldn't find okay. Home Depot. Yeah. It just broke all the conventions. But yeah, sure, um, sure. Well, it's anyway. interesting. I mean, like you said, people are trying new things, and even the biggest of the big Home Depot, they've got you know local searches, huge part of their strategy. It's got to be all right. retail, and for them to kind of whether intentionally or not, sort of uh, mix it up a little bit, uh, the repercussions of that is are pretty interesting. So.
that's that's an interesting anecdote. Um, so it's about knowing audience, knowing who you're trying to serve and where, uh, making sure your data clearly, Home Depot is correct and formatted correctly. Those are just, you just that's a cost of entry. And then right. understanding how you're going to promote yourself locally as well. And we can attest to this as well. How does that local uh, search record appear when it comes to your ranking. We have a particular keyword, if you remember, that ranks three or four, but it's for the local pack listing. It's not for any page on our website. So that's just something else to keep in mind as you look at your traffic and where you're ranking. That local uh, listing can actually organically rank while another page that you might think is relevant or you're trying to optimize for for a particular keyword isn't. Right. And so that's just a nuancey kind of thing that people might not be thinking to look for. Uh, but it's also the kind of thing that we help our clients with, um, with the kind of services that we provide as well. So um, that's all good, man. Hey, listen, I think this is a really cool thing. Periodic table of SEO factors from search engine land. Um, we're going to share a link in the comments. Um, and uh, so everyone can go there. You could just simply Google it and find it as well. Um, but it's really something to look into and to take uh, with you and to show your team. And if nothing else, might give you a frame of reference for yourself just to how to think about these elements. Don't you think it's all on one page? It's something that you can just kind of sink your teeth into and go, oh, here's how important these things actually are. I think right. that's the brilliance of this uh, myself. Yeah. 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 Good job, guys. Uh, this was uh, enjoyable to talk about and we look forward to uh, 2020s version of yeah, the right. periodic table of right SEO on. factors. Awesome. Cool. All right. Well, thanks, Zach. Uh, today, this was all really good stuff. And uh, we'll be getting together with you to get our next uh, podcast out to the world. Hi, everybody. Thanks for checking out the podcast today. Uh, go to gulosolutions.com to learn more about us. Subscribe to our newsletter. Uh, also, if you can hit subscribe on our channel here on YouTube, uh, that would be great as well. 